Do you want to start a business to give your family more freedom? Do you desire to have a marriage that makes your friends jealous? Do you want to spend more quality time with your children? We are your hosts, Matt and Jocelyn Woodruff, and we cannot wait to share this journey with you. Welcome to our family-friendly podcast. Join our conversations where we talk about how to build a business that will give us the freedom we choose. Welcome to the Family Life Movement Podcast. Welcome to the Family Life Movement Podcast. Man, today we are back with Justin Stevens, back again. Justin started his sales career at the young age of 13. From then on, he was in love with helping people decide that they needed to improve their lives. He now focuses on helping businesses master the art of creating marginal accounts through one-on-one sales and sales events. If you're looking for help in increasing revenue in your business, this is Justin's specialty. Thank you, Justin, for joining us again. We're glad to have you back. I'm honored to be here, guys. This has been fun. <laughs> Man, Justin, last time you were on, we talked a little bit about family and how you do a work-life balance. And today, we get to pick your brain about business. All right. So, Justin, what's, how do you choose that right avatar? You spoke about that quite a bit in our very first podcast. So, I thought that would be a good Okay. <laughs> avatar is huge, you guys. Most important thing you can do. Um, but honestly, before you get to that avatar, you got to know what your problem you're going to solve, right? Because if you don't know the problem you'll solve, you can't identify the right avatar. So you focus on what, what skill sets do you have? You take that and take it into your avatar. So when you're talking about your avatar though, there's some very important things and most people think oh are they men female are the, is it a business or is it a consumer right they think about demographics those are important but what's more important are the psychographics mm. it's how they think it's what they're struggling with for example i sell to business owners i don't sell to anyone who any business owner who follows dave ramsey i don't <laughs> yeah because if you follow Dave Ramsey as a business owner, you do not know how to leverage your assets mm -hmm. in order to, to grow exponentially. You can grow and you can have a wildly profitable business, but you are taking the slow road. So I just don't want to work. I, I, nothing against Dave Ramsey. He does <laughs> amazing things for a lot of people, but the mindset that he instills in business owners makes it very hard to grow with mm -hmm. business owners. That's good. That's so good. you've got to be very careful about how they think. Their decision-making process needs to align with yours. They also, you've got to focus on who, let's see, how do I put this? You've got to focus on who has money. Because mm -hmm. let's be candid. You cannot build a business based off someone who is broke. Because what happens is you can get some money out of them, but they're constantly either going to need more or want more without giving more. Mm. 
I have a friend hired a consultant, $50,000 a year, had one meeting with him and said, Oh, I'm good. I got exactly what I needed. That was it. And he was thrilled. You know why? Because it's not about time. It's not about what you get. It's not about, Oh, were you holding my hand? Were you working with me? It's about the result. Mm -hmm. So there's three. Oh my gosh, guys. Uh, there, uh, I'm just going. All right. There's three markets. Yeah, we're, we're taking notes and we're ready. So there's three markets you can sell to, right? Health, wealth, and relationships. If you sell into health or relationships, it's really hard to charge what you're worth. Mm-hmm. really hard. Mm-hmm. I will not be in a business that does not sell to the wealth wealth market. Because when you sell to the wealth market, you can charge what you're worth and people will gladly pay it. And if you're all about making an impact, you've got to sell to wealth. Okay. So that's the first thing to focus. First thing I focused on when it comes to picking my avatar. How can I sell to the wealth market? How can I sell money? Because people always want to buy money, right? It's totally true. Yeah. <laughs> You'll give me fifty thousand. I'll give you a hundred. Great, or whatever, right? Yeah. So, first thing I look at is how do I sell to wealth. Second thing, there's three core ways to sell. The first way is a commodity. A commodity is priced based on competition. So think gas, think uh, Cheerios, think anything at Walmart, right? Their prices are based off what other people are selling. In the commodity market, it is a race to the bottom. That's how you differentiate yourself, right? Second market. The second market is the mass market. In the mass market, price is dictated by the uh, cost of goods sold. So let's pretend you're trying to build a house. You go to a contractor. He says, all right, blah, 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 waves his hand, picks a, picks a design. You're like, great. He goes out, bids it out. General contractor gets a framer, a roofer, an engineer, an electric, blah, 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 right? Gets all these costs comes back to the buyer and marks all those costs up 160%. By the way, if you're in remodeling or construction, if you're not doing 160%, you're losing money. It marks it up 160%. And that is the cost of that service, right? Mm -hmm. So that's how they determine price in mass market. Mm -hmm. The market I sell to, and I will always sell to is the premium market. When you sell to the premium market, your cost is determined by the result you get, right? It is about the result. It is not about the thing. It is not about the time. So take hiring a consultant, for example. I would never hire a consultant based on time. Because I don't want their time. I would never hire a coach based on time. What I want 
is I want to bring my problems to the table and I want them to wrap their knowledge, their experience, their history around my problem and hand me a potential solution right there. When I, when I hire coaches, that's what I'm looking for. I hire someone who's done what I want to do, right? And I leverage their history. So you are hiring a coach. You are not hiring, buying an hour. You are buying the 30 years they've spent in business doing what they do, right? So that goes into how I pick my avatar. I need to sell to wealth. I need to sell to the premium market. And I've got to figure out what skill set do I have that someone would pay for, pay a premium for. And so here's the next thing. Oh my gosh, you guys, I'm having fun. <laughs> um, so got to find someone who has money already, mm -hmm. right? Because some business owners who have a business doing my ideal client does between $1 million and $25 million in revenue. They already have something proven. They already have processes and systems in place. They already have money. And what I'm telling them is, listen, if you hire me, I have a team of people who will give you more money. We do outbound prospecting. We do follow-up. We nurture leads. We have an 18-step process designed to take someone from who are you to let's have a sales conversation. And most salespeople stop after three. The fortune is in the follow-up. So what my company does is we have this process that we take your product or service, put it in the back end of our process. We put your ideal client in the front end and we just move it just like if it's on a conveyor belt. And we're moving clients straight towards your offering. And so that's how we work. But it's all about who has money and would be willing to part with it to work with you so you can get them the result. Because what I sell is the result. I, I charge 10K a month plus commission. I don't make money on my clients. I make money with my clients. I have to charge monthly in order to build my team to serve them. So we make money together. At the end of the year, if we haven't made money together, I'll give you 100% of your money back. Mm. Right? That's, <laughs> that's a great guarantee. <laughs> yeah. That's how much I believe in what I do. Mm -hmm. I believe in my team. I believe in my skill set and our process. So we have a hundred percent money back guarantee. There's qualifications in every company. We line out exactly what that looks like because I can only control so much of the sales process. I've got my 18 steps. You need closers. And part, part of what I do is I help train people how to close, but it comes down to their skill set. So there's some metrics that have to be met in order to get that uh, guarantee. But 
it's very clearly outlined up front so that you know, all right, this is what I need. So that comes into what are you selling? See, I'm not, what I do is the 18 step process. What I sell is leads. I sell sales calls. Mm -hmm. Do you see the difference there? Mm -hmm. So you don't ever want to focus on what you uh, do. You want to focus on the result you sell. Okay. And so you take that result and you go out and you can change the world. So that's one of the things you got to do when it comes to building your client avatar is figure out wealth, well, health, wealth, or relationships. Do you want to be a commodity, mass market, or premium market? Mm -hmm. All of them makes a difference. And then who are you going to target and what are their problems? The other thing I, so personally, I target companies that do $30,000 initial sales plus. Mm -hmm. So that means they're having high ticket sales. Right. Like high ticket sales. <laughs> Lifetime value of a client for the companies I'm targeting, $250,000 plus. What that means is if only one client is brought in, I've doubled their money. Mm. because over the life of that client, they'll pay at least $250,000. And I only charged them 120. That was really nice of me. I have engineered this game. So I win. And that is how I would recommend everybody creates a business because mm -hmm. you get to create the rules your business operates under, mm. right? You're in charge of the rules. You're in charge of the game. So make it a game that's easy to win and you'll win every time. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? And absolutely. 100%. <laughs> yep. So what are some of the core mistakes that especially new business owners go through when they're playing this game, when they're, you know, cause you know, a lot of people they'll, they'll, they'll come and they won't find a great skill set. They'll find a good skill set and they'll go for that one. They'll go and they'll find a, client that might have a little bit of money, but they don't go for the client that has, you know, the big fish. They'll go and they're looking for clients in all the wrong places and then they don't know how to close them. So what are some of the biggest mistakes you see new business owners making and how can we correct those? Great question. The number one mistake new business owners make is they charge too little. They don't know what they need to charge, right? And to be candid, starting this business, I started at 5K and I sold three clients and I doubled my price, right? So you've got to charge what you're worth. And if you're selling, raise your price. If people are buying, raise your price because service is as important as sales. And you can sell your way into a broke business. If you sell too much and can't take care of them, mm. right? So you've got to charge enough, especially when you're starting out, you gotta charge enough to feed your family and stop trying to, uh, most people when they start in entrepreneurship, 
they are trying not to trade time. Their goal is I don't want to trade time for money. And so instead of doing that, they trade time for no money, which I have done that and it sucks. And I would not recommend it to anyone, right? Mm -hmm. So you've got to figure out how do I go and trade, trade time for money, charge enough so that I can get the results for my clients that they need, which means they will give you referrals. I found one client. That one client has brought me three other clients just because I do what I'm great at doing, right? So here's the next thing. When you figure out what you're great at doing, turn it into a product. Doesn't matter what it is. So what I'm doing, I sell a product. It is an 18-step pipeline that my team runs and manages. Most people would say it's a service. It is not. It is a product. Just like if you go to Walmart, those things on the shelves, when you get the, ca the cash registered, to do you negotiate? You say, I'll give you 99 cents instead of a dollar. No, because it's a product, right? What I sell is a product. People don't, I mean, they try to negotiate with me, but it's a product. I, I know my costs. I know what I need to be at in order to make this work for everybody. Mm -hmm. That's why I charge commission and I make money on the back end with my clients, not up front. We're in this together. And that's important to me. Right. Because one, I don't want you, I don't want to make money on you. I mean, I want to make a little on you, but I want to make <laughs> with you, right? On top of that, I want to reap in the benefits to, of the value that I bring to the table. Mm -hmm. And to be perfectly transparent, one of the reasons companies love to pay me is because I'm me. And I bring my entire network to the table. Right. I was, yesterday, me and a client were looking at a building and it was out of their price range. We were driving off and I was like, you know what? Let's buy it. And I got on my phone in the car and I started reaching out to people. Half an hour later, we were on a phone call with a real estate investor, right? Because I brought my network to the table. Mm -hmm. So you've got to make sure that as you're working with people, you build a product that you can sell over and over and over again and specialize. Do not be a jack of all trades, right? If you don't specialize, it is so hard to sell. I am great at sales. I am great at sales training. I am great at events. I could do a lot of stuff. I don't. I have one product. I have a team and key thing here. I have a team. I am building a team, not me. Because mm -hmm. if you want to build a business that you can eventually sell, which it's called an option strategy, not an exit strategy. If you own a business that you don't have to do anything in, you could sell it and make great money because that's a sellable business or 
you could just sit on the beach in Cancun, sipping margaritas and having a great time. <laughs> That's an option strategy, right? Yeah, yep. So you want to create a product that price doesn't change, okay? The benefit to price not changing makes it really easy to sell. Mm. And then you can create a sales team that goes out and sells it, sells it, sells it. And then you create a fulfillment team that goes out and does it, does it, does it. And you become the air traffic controller between the two. <laughs> right? Yeah. So that, for me, that's my strategy on how I put my offer together is what do I want to do? So my whole life up until a month ago, I was a coach and a consultant. I am not. I'm a business owner. I sell a product and I sell it to a very specific individual and I do coaching and consulting for fun. I come on podcasts like this just because I can, mm -hmm. just because I want to, right? I mean, I, if people want me for a day and you can check my website, if you want to hire me for a day, it's 10 K. If you want me to come to you, I charge 25 K on top of that. Wow. Okay. And I do that because I don't want to do it. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because, and here's the reason I don't want to do it. My wife likes it when I'm home. Mm -hmm. So if you want me to not be home, you can pay me $35,000 and I will come work with you on site and dig into your business and we will make a boatload of money together. <laughs> but yeah. that's your choice that's right oh i i absolutely love everything you're saying there's somebody listening right now who is saying justin man you have this phenomenal business model you've got it together you're making a ton of money you've got the family thing down you're the middleman, and so you've got this awesome work strategy down but as somebody who's just starting i don't have the money to go and pay other people to close for me i don't have the money to go out and have those people to help build up a t and to build up a team to build up the strategy that you've got set in place. What are some steps that people can take that can help them to build a business that you're talking about? I love the question. So the first thing you've got to do, once you know who you're looking for, right? You got that ideal client, go to your hot market, go to your friends, go to your family, right? Go to them and tell them exactly. So you know who you're looking at and you know the problem you're trying to solve for them, you go tell them, right? To be candid, I have not told anyone what I do yet because I don't have the fulfillment center in place at the level to take on that much work, mm -hmm. right? So you go to your hot market. Do not go to your cold market. So many people start... Oh, I need ads. I need to drive traffic. Here's another thing. Organic reach on Facebook and LinkedIn, right? Mm -hmm. What you're doing is you're assuming that the people you are connected with on Facebook and LinkedIn are either your ideal clients, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's what you're assuming or their friends are. And you're hoping that they will engage and then their friend 
2% of their friends who are your ideal clients will see that engagement. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Yes. I mean, it, if you're selling to consumers, it's great because you've got a whole lot more prospects mm -hmm. for my business. Really not a great strategy. <laughs> I used to do a Facebook live video every single day. Mm -hmm. After about a year, I, I made some great friends. I mean, I think I probably met you guys through probably. my Facebook live. Uh, the event, Facebook. The live event. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah, that's how we met. Exactly. So I, it's not that it's a bad strategy. It's that you have to pick the strategy that works for your ideal client. Mm -hmm. So what I do is I, oh, <laughs> My phone runs out of power. <laughs> Down to twenty percent. Um, right, we'll wrap so it up. So, <laughs> what I do is I focus on my hot market mm -hmm. and go to them and explain exactly what I'm doing, exactly the result I'm going to get people, and I ask for referrals. And I ask everyone, mm -hmm. whether I know them or not. So that's what you got to start doing and then build a pipeline. So like I said, my business is this 18 step pipeline designed to follow up. Mm. Most salespeople just don't follow up. Yeah. That's why they don't close business. Yeah. It's not because the prospect doesn't want it. It's not because it's too expensive. It's because the prospect is busy and the salesperson assumes that when they're ready, they will come back. So let me ask you this. Is there anything you've thought about buying that you're going to buy, but haven't yet just because you don't have time? It, yeah, it ends up not being top of mind or I get shiny object syndrome yep. and something else has caught my eye. That's happened numerous times yep. I can I'm sure of. Yeah, absolutely. All the time, right? Yeah. All the time. So, that's one thing you got to do is you got to follow up. Mm -hmm. Sales is about showing up. I don't care how good or bad you are at sales. If you show up enough, you will win. And eventually we can get good. But just show up. Show up enough. Most people fail because they reach out to 10, 20, maybe 50 people and they think, oh, I'm a failure. Yep. About two weeks ago, I did 94 cold calls in one day. <laughs> wow. It's <laughs> a lot of calls. <laughs> it was a lot of calls in one day. Right? And I, like I could tell you that whole story. But mm -hmm. the point is just showing up is 90% of the battle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And then when it comes to sales guys, here's what you've got to do. Uh, you got to be quiet. <laughs> you got to <laughs> learn to listen. <laughs> I caught <talking>. myself. <laughs> you got to stop talking. <laughs> so in sales, you get paid on the amount of information you get, not the amount of information you give. Mm. Right. So if all you're doing is talking, Guess who's buying? You are. Mm -hmm. And you don't need to buy your crap. You need someone else to buy your crap. Uh, yep. Absolutely. <laughs> right? 
So yeah. if you want to be great at sales, it's real easy. Shut up and ask what they're struggling with. Don't sell why you're great. Don't sell all the widgets and gidgets about what you do. You sell their pain. What keeps them up at night? Why are they upset? What's been going on in their world that's that they're struggling with? That's what you sell. Mm -hmm. Love it. Awesome. Uh, do you have any um, business resources that you can think of that you want to mention? Um, there are, so love the question. There are a ton. There are literally millions and millions and millions of resources out there. So anybody starting a business, I want you to go get the book Built to Sell by John Warl Rowe or something. I can't say his last name. Um, a phenomenal book. Mm -hmm. That's what, how I built my business is based on that book, mm -hmm. right? Okay. Some of the strategies in it. So I highly recommend that book. Awesome. Now, now, one of the most important things to do in business is stop consuming content. <laughs> and take action. I know people who have taken courses and courses and they've yep. gotten ready and they've gotten ready and they've gotten ready and then they got ready some more and then they worked a little bit more and got a little bit more ready and then they made one call and felt like a failure and didn't do anything else. That sounds really familiar. Yeah. I feel like I've experienced that. Yeah. <laughs> right? We all have. So if you are starting in business, like I know we feel like we need to be prepared, mm -hmm. but it's just like parenting. Mm -hmm. When you guys had your first kid, were you ready? Nope. Nope. <laughs> Not at all. No. When you start your first business, you're not going to be ready. You're probably going to fail. And that's awesome. The most important piece of business. So remember this business is a tool. And here's why I think you'll fail is because when I first started my first business and I trained sales, I trained companies, I trained managers, I consulted for 10 years. I started my first business and I failed, mm -hmm. yeah. right? There's nothing special about me. <laughs> the best thing that grows a business is experience. You get it through failure. You don't get it through winning. Yeah. Yeah. So sure. if you want to start a business, just start. Stop kicking the can, get off your keister, Go knock on the neighbor's door and say, I'm starting a business. I don't know what I'm selling, but would you buy it? <laughs> <laughs> They'll laugh and say, what? <laughs> like, well, how about this? Could I just talk through what I'm thinking and then we'll go from there? Yeah. <laughs> just start. Mm -hmm. So that's my advice on content. Uh, I, I follow a philosophy of just-in-time learning. Mm. So just-in-time learning means if I'm struggling with marketing, which, by the way, if you are starting a business, marketing should not be one of your key focuses. Mm -hmm. Sales. There is a huge difference. Sales is your key focus. Outbound prospecting is your focus. Marketing is not. Unless, unless maybe you have half a million dollars and 
you want to <laughs> spend it and then then eventually get to the sales because that that you can do too yeah but for the most part start with sales yeah so focus on learning what you need when you need it mm-hmm. don't learn for the sake of learning does that make sense oh absolutely <laughs> yes definitely yeah Justin, man, you have given us a gold mine. We've got a ton of notes, a gold mine of wealth and information. <laughs> and man, we are so appreciative of your time and uh, your answers. And we've got some work to do. <laughs> hey, here's what I want to leave you guys with. Um, your business is broken. Yeah. And if you're lucky, it always will be. Mm. That's a good point. Your problems will get bigger. Mm-hmm. Your headaches will get better, bigger. The stress <laughs> will get bigger. And that's okay. It's mm, good. Business is meant to be broken because mm-hmm. that's from growth. Mm-hmm. If your business is fixed, chances are you're going out of business. That's a good point. Yeah, because we all think we're going to get to that point where we don't have to think about it. But uh-huh. no, that's not really the goal. <laughs> it's yeah. not. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, sorry. No, thank you. Very true, man. Thank you so much. Thank you for an awesome podcast episode. I hope you listeners got as much out of this call as what Jocelyn and I did. And uh, we will be uh, continuing this conversation for sure in our Facebook group. So please check it out in Family Life Movement Facebook group. Thanks. Great day. Thank you for listening to the Family Life Movement Podcast. I hope you had as much fun as we did. To hear our thoughts on the podcast and to continue this conversation, join our free Facebook group by searching for the Family Life Movement. See the show notes for links to our guest social media and websites and any resources that were mentioned will also be linked in the show notes. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please go rate and review and send us a screenshot and we will send you a special access gift. Join us next time for more conversations, tips, and tricks on growing your business around your family. Thanks for joining us and have a great day.